or just want to I just want to put this out to you guys. I'm going to I'm going to give you a little little take here. I need I want to know what you guys think on this too. Tim Tebow is the most important college football player of all time. Was it not not saying he's the best, not saying he's you know was an amazing talent. I mean, he was an amazing talent, but not like saying he was more talented than any other great player. But the impact that he had on the future of college football from the day that he went to Florida is more important to the history of college football than any other player had on as an impact on history. All right. First of all, where where were you born, Alfred? <laughs> uh, so, well, I was born in this argument. It, it's a, it's well, so it's not where I was born. I grew up in Florida. I wasn't born in Florida. Okay. Um, but I did grow up in Florida. But also, I also spent just as much time in Virginia as I did in Florida. Um, and the Tim Tebow era of Florida happened when I was in Virginia. Yeah, but Florida was already ingrained into your, that's, your being. That's fair, too. Um, so. But, for, but show your math. So, so show, show my math. Why, All right. Why was, why was he so. So, important? this, the, the reason this came up is. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, Untold Swamp Kings is on Netflix, four-part documentary on the 2006 to 2008 Florida Gators. Uh, and they're, mostly, it's it actually seems to be more about Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow specifically, so I, I do kind of like that, but that's we're away from well, the this point. This recency bias. It, well, but I, there was, I mean, was this, this was 2006 when this all went down, so I mean, I was 12 years old, uh, not even 12 years old, because it's December was it would have been my birthday so and this all happened in like the summer of 2006 so i was 11 years old at the time as a middle schooler going into sixth grade i didn't really know exactly what was about to unfold here but the reason why he goes down as the most important person in college or player in college football history is because of his recruitment to florida he came down to two schools at the time florida and alabama Alabama's was on a downswing. They hadn't really done much since the early nineties at that point. And Florida just hired this new coach from Utah, but lost three games in the sec. And that doesn't fly in Florida. So it was kind of up in the air. What was going to happen? Mike Shula was the coach of Alabama at the time. Tim Tebow chooses Florida in that process. Both Percy Harvin and Brandon spikes came out almost immediately after and said, we're going to Florida because we want to play with that guy. We want to go play with that leader, Tim Tebow. So Florida gets one of the top recruit recruiting classes probably in the history of college football at that time they get all these great players and because of that one because of that recruiting class you get the 2008 Gators winning a national championship however by not going to Alabama Mike Shula didn't perform well enough and got fired meaning Nick Saban that's how Nick Saban got hired at Alabama so without Tim Tebow, Nick Saban doesn't go to Alabama. We don't have the stretch of dynasty-like wonder from the SEC for the next, I mean, it's been 17 years now when the SEC is pretty much in every single championship game. So that that's that's my hot take on that. Uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you, does, that, does that line up to you guys? First of all, no, it does not. Second of all, my reasoning is because I think the first black player to play in college football, a.k.a. Nate Northington, is more important to the history and the lore of college football. That's a good one. How I dare you. I, I dare you know you what? I otherwise, Alfred. That's that's a that's a fair that's a fair point. I mean, 
I, I just put you in a box right off the rip. Yeah, I was just gonna say I, this is this is the first episode of this podcast, and I'm already gonna go down as as that guy now. Like, geez, you, you had you had to do it to me. Like, I mean, you. I feel like I'm on the same trend as where Mitch is going here because I'm gonna say Mr. John Heisman. I mean, <laughs> there's a trophy named after him, the coveted trophy. Heisman there's, Trophy. There's a lot of trophies so, named after a lot of people, you know. But this is the coveted trophy. Although a legit argument could be made for Jim Brown. Jim Brown and the first Heisman Trophy winner, John Berwinger. Alright, so so I mean so what you're saying is I should take I should twist my take to instead be the most important college football player in the two thousands. Yeah, modern history. In modern history. I mean, Kenny so. Pickett changed literally changed college roles. So if you want to go down that route, uh, I mean, so if, you, was, if you if you want to if you want to jump on a Kenny Pickett tight end in the NFL, but yeah, yeah that so. was in the NFL. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have I don't have a reason to say that he is not the most influential player in modern history. Yeah, I'll point. agree with that one. So I, th- I think yeah. I think you have some ground to stand on, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think yeah, I think at the same yeah, I I guess maybe my my take was a little too ambitious, uh, a little little shallow maybe from for coming coming from someone that was born in 1994. I think that's it's fair that sometimes we forget things happened before us and the world was a very different place before us. (laughs) So Uh, yes, fair enough. As a as a person person who witnessed life before 1994, that is correct. Stuff did happen. Despite what you may think, yeah, Dave. Dave was alive when Colorado last won a national championship. Yikes! Oh yeah. <laughs> do you do you do you remember those days, Dave? <laughs> Rashad Salam, man, best running back out of Colorado. Oof, he's pulling names man. out. Here we go. Now we're talking. Trivia question for you guys. Oh, right. here we go. Who wrote the very first college football rules? You won't guess this. It's a, it's a school, or it's a representation of schools. It was the it was probably the Ivy League, because football start like college football started in the Ivy League, so like Harvard, Princeton, uh, Cornell, Yale. I have no clue. So that's that's my guess. I'm going well, with I'm going with the Ivy League. Yeah, it's Columbia, Harvard, Princeton, yep. Yale, yep. back in 1876. Hey, when you're when you're when you're a Pitt fan, you you know history like pre nineteen thirties for college football. Yeah, that was a nice pick, dude. That was good. I would have so. never in a million years thought about that. Nope. So yeah, I wouldn't have guessed hard. I wouldn't have guessed the school that basically suck at every sport now. Yeah. <laughs> they might they might send a college basketball team to the to the tournament every year. Well, only only beca- only because of an automatic bid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's their accomplishment. <laughs> Although they have been making runs lately. <laughs> they're they're not an easy out in college football, but we'll we'll get into that college yeah. basketball. Yeah. I should say. Yeah, I was gonna say we're 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 a little we're a little early on college basketball. They're, they're too intelligent to be an easy out. Is, is my take, but you know, it's premature. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to the Degenerational Talent Podcast. 
This is a podcast that is the brainchild of a group of degenerate gamblers who we really only know sports and gambling, but we will definitely try to convince you that we know more. Uh, This is the first episode. We are going to be going over college football week zero, week one. Um, In general, this podcast will go over all sports that we know at least a little bit about, or we might even go over some things we don't know much about. But uh, with me here today, uh, I'll I'll let everybody introduce themselves. We we can start at the top uh, on the of the list with uh, with Mitch. Is is there any way to make this introduction not awkward for for myself? I don't know. No, what, I, what I think I think it, I think it has to be awkward. Is okay. Uh, yeah, I think that was your introduction right there. Uh, I think that was perfect. Okay. Well, <laughs> hello, my name is Mitch, and I am an I'm a degenerate gambler. Yeah. <laughs> next up, next up, we have Dave. Hi, my name is Dave, and apparently I'm the only one in the green as far as betting so far, but still degenerate. As well as Justin. I'm Justin, and I'm an addict. Hey, the first the first step is acknowledging <laughs> you have a problem, and I'm AJ, so Here. we got this all together. We're going to head right in. We got a lot to go over today with week zero, week one. Um, easiest place to start is week zero. We only we're only going to go over two games. Our our goal here is really only try to if we go through every single game, we're going to be here for six hours to talk about them. So let's let's start with week zero. Uh, we got the twenty sixth of August. That's Saturday. First game of the day. First game of college football season. Navy versus Notre Dame. This game is in Ireland. So the the money line's really on these big games like this. Probably not that big of a deal. But we do have a spread of twenty and a half for Notre Dame as well as an over under of 50. Uh, so we can start with Mitch cuz uh, I'm looking at the picks right now. Mitch is the odd one out. So why don't you give us your your pick here, Mitch? Spoiler alert. Um, I am going with Navy plus 20 and a half. First of all, those military men are used to travel. It's all the way over in Ireland. Do you think people that actually go to Notre Dame travel? No. They're going to be used to the travel. That's going to be a bu- benefit for them. Plus on top of that, big money projections and expert picks are all on Navy early on. So I'm going with Navy. I'm against the grain here. Uh, you're, you're definitely against the grain. Um, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, myself, Justin, and Dave, we've all taken Notre Dame to cover the 20-and-a-half spread. Um, uh, Dave or Justin, you guys have any any takes on either what, what Mitch said here or what you, why you picked Notre Dame? You said Notre Dame didn't travel, but I mean, you got to travel to Notre Dame to go to Notre Dame. I don't know yeah. anyone that just chooses to go to Notre Dame. But just... Well, you got to travel <laughs> to a different country. They're going yeah, to Ireland. Milita- yeah, those military men, they they those are boys still. They ain't men yet. Well, I will say most of most of the navy men. navy players have not they don't serve till after their they their college football. Yeah, but most of them are also legacies. So their parents are military men. They're used. They probably grew up. They probably went to school in Ireland. Half of them, probably no, across the country. Well, well still though, part, the whole emotional aspect of it is is Notre Dame is playing in Ireland. Do you think the emotional high alone will get them wrapped up? They don't want to lose there. I think they're going to go there and they're going to party their ass up. Do you think? And then that's Navy, and that's a very Navy possible. Is definitely going to have a curfew, which they all will have curfew, but Navy will probably. I mean, Navy's got a four percent chance of winning, so I guess anything is possible. Four percent is not a zero. Well, I'm, I'm taking them plus twenty and a half. I'm not taking a money line. All all good and well. Travel is an issue. Curfews is an issue. Breaking it down to the nitty gritty of it all. At the end of the day, I will I will acknowledge at least for you, Mitch, about the twenty and a half. There is a chance here for Navy to cover this twenty and a half 
because you have Marcus Freeman in his second season. They did lose their best running back to LSU, uh, and they're, so they're going to be a very pass-heavy team this year, which they did bring in Sam Hartman from Wake Forest to be that pass-heavy guy. And Navy, if there is one thing Navy does always have, it is they have a pretty staunch defense there. Uh, they don't go over in points a lot, just most half because they don't score a lot, but also because their defense will hold people a lot as well. And then... I mean, I'm I'm looking at some of the, the past games between Navy and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, actually, uh, they almost lost last year to them. It was 35 to 32. I did not know it was you, that close you to can the game. Switch, you can switch your pick, Justin. I, I might just take the total. I might just take the points, honestly. I might take, just go. Take, the, take the points? The, oh, I might just take over 50. Was, it, was 50? it the curfew or was it the uh, the travel that got you? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at I some was of just talking out of my game. ass for both of them. That was... <laughs> no idea. No, I'm now, uh, the other part with Navy is they did just fi- uh, switch from their head coach. They had uh, Neomatololo. I hope I'm saying that right. Was their coach for the last uh, quite a bit there, and they, uh, their new head coach was the defensive coordinator under him. And he wants to move a little bit away from the option, so they're going to be passing more. Um, Navy is not known for passing. I would probably guess whatever the prop is here for turnovers is going to be an over pick here um i also think that sam hartman's not the most safe quarterback with keeping the ball as well but i think we're i don't think anybody's changing their minds outside of justin switching to the points instead of the spread here um well there i don't know i'm reading some trends here on that aj and it's i'm just seeing like notre dame in the past seven games they've gone the over and on Saturday, the past six. So I think I'm actually going to change mine to the over instead of the spread because Mitch kind of convinced me a little bit. Maybe there, there might be too much of a wild card there with the point spread. So I think I'm going to I'm going to switch it over to the over. What, 50 points it is now? Yeah. It's kind of, so currently, currently at 50 at the time of recording we are recording on the 24th of august so we are two days ahead i don't imagine that will change too much before saturday um no, I'm so, going so well, Ju- justin the, justin and dave going ahead. to the over mitch is holding yeah. at navy plus 20 and a half and i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely hold it notre dame minus 20 and a half so we got a good got a good spread oh. on the first pick we got a little a little in-depth there uh figuring that out second game Definitely not as much of a barn burner. Um, luckily, it's it is in the United States this year. Or well, sorry, I, that is the worst thing I've ever said in my life. Um, it is in the contiguous United States this year. <laughs> I wouldn't say the worst thing you've said in your life, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just I just alluded to the fact that Hawaii isn't in the United States, so. Yeah, the, sorry, the relevancy to uh, the contiguous United States this year because Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. There's, I, I will say before before we go to our picks here, one of the greatest things about degenerate gambling in college football is coming into midnight on Saturday night, down some money, and just throwing it all on that Hawaii game that starts at midnight because they have to start at such a late time to just play at six o'clock and you know we're all on the east coast so that's i guess if you're on the west coast it's probably eight o'clock in the (laughs) when that happens but that that's just one of the if if you don't if you don't throw it all on hawaii at the end of the night after a bad day of losing some bets 
I don't think you're. I don't think you can qualify as a degenerate gambler at that point. Oh but. yeah, we've we've all been there. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've done that one too many times. Yeah. Yep. Every, Anytime yeah, more than once games. is one too many times. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done better on spring baseball, so like I've, I've hit the level. <laughs> it's like you've been all night trying to find the perfect person, and then really drunk late at night, like all right, screw it, I'm just gonna throw all my cards on this. Yeah. Yeah, you you fall asleep halfway through the game, wake up. It's it's really getting really close to your metaphor there, Dave. You you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. No, well, the trick is you gotta you gotta set alarms for like thirty minutes out, so you you can at least like wake up, glimpse at the laptop or the TV, and be like, oh shit, and then just go back to sleep. All That's right. definitely so we do, So we do got Hawaii Vanderbilt. That is one of the later games on Saturday, the twenty sixth. Um, Hawaii plus six seventy five, Vanderbilt minus ten fifty. Uh, Vanderbilt minus seventeen and a half spread over under fifty five. Uh, Justin, what do you, what do you got here? I think Vandy's favored by too much as far as like the the money line, so I don't want to take that. I'm gonna go with the under. I don't know if Hawaii being a, a very high scoring team, I think Vandy should have a decent defense, and I just I think they can put up they can put up some points, but I think they'll hold Hawaii to their own. So I'm gonna go the, I'm gonna go the under. So we got Justin on the under. I will, I notice another trend here. That's something I that's something I never do. I never take under on anything. I'm always over on everything. Yeah, uh, no no free ads here, but life's too short to bet the under. So that's the way I like to look at things here. So I have I have Vanderbilt to cover seventeen and a half, and Vanderbilt is one of those teams that I am actually high on this year. Um, I think that there's a lot of fluctuation going on in the SEC, so I, I think Vanderbilt could. Granted, when I say I'm high on Vanderbilt, that means they actually make a bowl game. Is kind of what that means uh but they they were a very run heavy team last year and they did lose their top running back to kentucky so they have a freshman running back cedric alexander if he can get the ball moving um i think that he's got explosive plays in him and if he can get those explosive plays i think vanderbilt could easily cover the spread um not very not very tough I, i think that they can easily cover it Hawaii, Timmy Chang did not have a good year one out there. Their defense is by far the best side of their ball. So I think taking the under there is probably not the worst worst choice. Um, and they they lost their quarterback in the transfer portal. And this, you know, this age of the transfer portal, yeah. losing players left and right. Uh, I mean, pretty much every team, one of the big things, biggest things you're going to hear is, oh, this player had to transfer there. This player transferred where? So, I mean, I have Vanderbilt to cover just because I'm high on them. I uh, see that Mitch and Dave might think a little differently here. Yeah, David. Mitch, you want this one? Okay, yeah, I'll take it. So, I I have – I've actually done a little bit more research on this one. Um, I noticed that with whenever AJ said about Wright going off to Mississippi State, new quarterback, and the interesting stat that may have almost convinced me was – uh, he had two hundred. He had uh, over, over two hundred one passes. He had thirteen turnover worthy plays, and he's on a running running team. And I don't think I feel like Wise more put together offensively. And I think seventeen and a half points is just a little bit too big for this game for week for a week one for two teams that made changes. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Seventeen and a half. I saw the line move to eighteen now. Um, oh, even better. Exactly. Um, it's he, it's, it's one of those things that it's. 
when when lines move like that like when they move to that like six number or like a specific seven number kind of thing um like that like they move to 18 so it's like six 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 kind of thing um like for touchdowns sorry sorry yeah bad juju touchdowns um i I don't like 18 as a number um and i don't and i don't like whole numbers too i prefer all my spreads to be at halves um i don't I don't like I don't like pushing. I don't like I don't like pushing. <laughs> so I, I I have to say at eighteen, I don't know why I'm so why I feel confident about seventeen yeah. and a half, but I don't feel confident about eighteen. Well like normally when lines move in that direction it means that people are hitting Bandy minus seventeen and a half. So yeah. obviously it's gonna create a better line for Hawaii. But in my infinite research into the dark web, I have found that experts and sharps are both on Hawaii plus 18. In fact, they're hammering and, it. And trends, Hawaii 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games. And in addition to that, Hawaii's 5-1. and one. The last six games played on Saturday. Hmm. So that's, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to oh. say the Saber metrics, man, sometimes sometimes they get you. So, so do you guys want to switch or, you know, I'm, it? I mean, at, I want to, I know the line's moved. 18 now uh, I don't I don't know if I was truly ever willing to put any sort of money down on this game but I mean this was definitely my pick I did feel somewhat confident about 17 and a half I, th- I think that I I got to stick with my gut on that one at 17 and a half there's a couple I think down down below that I might change so, so if knowing that it's a 18 are you, are you sticking if you had to take it at 18 are you going to take it at 18 I think if I well so where, I, th- I think go? I think I have to take it at 18 because in order to be confident in 17 and a half, I do have to. They do have to score 18 points. So even though I don't like pushing, I think I'd still take it at 18 because of if I be- I believe they were going to beat them by 18 or more already. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I would take the 18. Probably the number I, I do want to. I do think maybe 18 and a half is where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe we go Hawaii yeah. here. I do no, think I, I do think this is one of those games where it could flirt with the spread. Like we could see it a late kick that goes from one side to the other side of the spread here, um, yeah. from either team. Um, I think I think you and Dave both said it though. It's Hawaii's defense that's going to be the deciding. Factor. Yeah, it really is. And a pick six or a turnover, a fumble in the in Notre or in a Bandy zone. And that could easily just twist it. Yeah. And granted, I and I, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of faith in a freshman running back week zero. So I mean, he's never played a college snap to date, and I'm putting faith in him to pick up where this team left off last year. So there's a, there's a lot of wiggle room. It's at, at this point for me, it's it's more of a gut feeling. To pick that, there's the you gotta you know, trust the gut. So, you can't yeah. trust the gut. You can't pull the trigger. That's that's where it's at. So those those are the only two week zero games we're gonna go with. The other ones are just we're not we're not gonna focus too much on these very low level G five G five matchups or USC blowing out San Jose State. We can't you can't even bet a money line on that game. I don't think we need to talk about a game where you can't even talk about money like the, the money line's not even there. So we can we can move over to week one. We got four four games on the thirty first of August. That's that's Thursday night next week. Um, we got four games to start off. We have NC State at UConn. 
to start off. We got NC State minus 750, UConn plus 525. That's a plus 15 spread for UConn and an over-under of 47. Um, I believe we started with Justin last time, so let's let's take this one over to Dave. I chose UConn when the money line. This is one of my upsets. Um, the the from from the trends that I was reading, I just wasn't convinced that NC State can win. And one of the f- things that I was able to pull up was NC State has only one win as a 15 point favorite. Hmm. So and it's I'm always skeptical about that whenever they. Whenever I see something like that, one win when they're 15 point, and this is a 15 point, I feel like the and the money line is it's five plus 525. I, I, why not? I, so I mean, I I will say that every every Saturday in college football, I, I do put together a uh, I call it my underdog parlay, where I just pick a bunch of underdog money lines uh, to pull out some wins for me, and. I, I think this is one I would pull it out like this this will go in there uh, you know it's it's a bet that I make I put one dollar I get five or six teams so it's yeah. like one dollar is gonna pay out like 600 kind of thing this yeah, is exactly. definitely one of those games that I would I would probably put on there f- almost yeah. for this the point that you made about the 15 in the aspect of of betting here uh, it looks like me and Justin are on the same page of taking NC state to cover 15 Dave Steve Doran, it's his 11th year at NC State. I mean, pretty much every year is borderline mediocrity. They they don't win the the ACC at all. Like they don't really they, they make a splash in the beginning of the year, and then something always happens. Like last year, Devin Leary got injured. This year, Devin Leary's gone. He you know he transferred to Kentucky. They did they did lose uh, another wide. They lost a wide receiver to WVU, but they did get one thing they got brennan armstrong from uva the only to me the only bright spot in uva season last year was brennan armstrong's playing so i think that they replaced devin leary with a player that could live up to that um there so i i do think nc state can cover this one as well as as for uconn i mean that you got jim mora as a head coach nothing's impossible his pretty much what I'd have to say with with someone like that as your head coach. Nothing's impossible. There's a lot of people high on UConn. UConn's kind of UConn was the UMass of FBS for the longest time where they just kind of were they were up here. Nobody knew why. They were just that team that everyone scheduled every year to beat up on. Um so and they I mean they played a bowl game last year, so they they're on an upward trend. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities for them. I just Again, this is one of those things I'm saying. I think NC State has made the right moves, and I think they're the right team right now that they can cover 15 versus UConn. I guess I should have used my disclaimer that this is not something I would bet the bank on with UConn winning. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with Dave, not money line. I'm definitely taking the points, UConn plus 15. But it is a little bit scary because, like you said, NC State has that you know, early, early year magic where they pop into the top 25 for two weeks and then they are a top 70 team by the end of the year. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but I'm, I'm looking for a little bit of regression on that. Plus big money and sharp money are on UConn. I guess Dave, NC State always shine in the first couple of games and then they kind of fall to mediocrity. Um, I think they cover no problem. I'd, I'd take them up to probably 
but he said it'd be 15 and a half. I'd probably take him up to 17, 18 and a half. Just because they do, they do come out hot and they fall back. So. Yeah, if this was if this was like week seven, week eight, I would easily be on the UConn to cover. Possibly even I would bet big money on UConn money line if this is later on in the season. Um, but yeah, we're I think we're good there. I think I think obviously the biggest game of that Thursday night is going to be Florida at Utah. Uh, Utah ranked number fourteen in the country. Florida is a plus two thirty five. Odds in Utah minus two ninety. Utah minus seven spread with an over under of forty seven. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about some Florida. We we started off with Florida. You know, I grew up a Gators fan. Uh, I've loved the Gators. This team is nothing close to what anybody should ever expect from the Florida Gators. Um, I don't think Billy Napier, personally, I don't I don't think he's the right guy. For the job, um, I think he's he, he did pull off the Graham Mertz transfer, but even then, they're they still haven't even decided if they're going with him yet. Um, and I don't I don't even know that they should. He, he, there's a reason that Luke Fickle brought in a new quarterback as soon as he got there. Um, so I, I have Utah minus seven. Um, I honestly, on top of that, it, just moving away from Florida, you have Utah. Cam Rising is one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year. And I think Utah has a lot of magic left in the tank after after last year with their multiple wins against USC there. So I, I think that they're going to come out swinging this year. I think that they, they want to win the final Pac-12 championship. Uh, that'll matter. If, if you don't like the spread here, I would probably say the over is probably a sure thing too. Uh, Florida's defense under B- Billy Napier hasn't been fantastic. Um, a lot of points get scored. So I think 47 is a pretty low number for an over-under. Um, I see I see. Mitch is, is hovering. Yeah, so we have not aligned on any of these picks for the record, which is crazy. I thought Florida, for one, would at least tickle your fancy, I guess, but apparently not. I'm taking Florida plus seven, and I'm taking it solely for the purpose that I follow trends and analytics, and sharp money and experts are pointing to Florida early on. That could change as it does oftentimes leading up to kickoff. But right now, if I had to take a bet, it would be Florida plus seven. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Mitch, there. I mean, it's uh, Florida 7-0, 7-0 with uh, the last seven games played in August. You can't really, there's really no argument with that. And uh, so I, I actually, I actually do have an argument for that. Uh, the other part of this that isn't taken into account is this is the first out-of-conference away game not at a neutral site for Florida since the nineties. It's minus five now. That's it's five now. I mean, yeah, and over uh, then. 45. Yeah, I'm easily taking Utah minus yeah, five Utah then. Yeah, that yeah that changes. That makes sense though. It means that we were right, Dave. In essence, I'm, Florida, I'm plus Florida plus five. Everyone's handling Florida plus seven. Let's move down to five. That's going to be tough for me. I'd take it at six it, and it, a half. Six and a half. I decided to be the dark horse here because I knew everybody was going to choose was choosing Utah, and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I kind of like the trends. It's 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 flavor. It's flavoring. It's flavoring for I'm just yeah. uh. Yeah, I mean, last yeah, year last year took an absolute wow. miracle by Anthony Richardson to win that game last year. Still don't know yeah, how I'm they pulled s- that off, but I'm gonna switch. Knowing that the lines at five, I'm 100 percent on Utah minus five. They're easily. 
I shouldn't say easily, it's a two-point difference, but for some reason that makes a world of difference to me. Yeah, Florida just, they struggle to put up, put up points. Yeah, I'm going to go Utah I minus, don't, I don't, minus five here. I think here. Utah can just, they can just kind of like steamroll. I mean, they, they, didn't have, they didn't have no issues last year putting up points, no matter who they played. I think the line movement alone just shows that people are hammering, hammering that. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take that Utah minus five now. If it moves, so I think, like I said, six and a half, I think that'll be my turning point. I think I might need to go back to seven, if I'm being honest. So, my, so if, it go back, if my, it goes back to seven by kickoff, then I'm taking Florida. My question to Dave, Five, though, is is based on based on your argument, Dave, would you go Florida money line? Um, no, I'm not that confident that they're going to win. I just think it's going to be a close game. Either way, I don't – I just uh, – I, I, this is one of those games I was torn apart anyway because of the when it, when I saw that it dropped to five, I just was thinking I, th- I think Florida might need the help with the points, but I might end up switching this to Utah too because you know the, the arguments that you guys have it's it's kind of stretching five points. But I, I'd say I think my my main argument would be is if if even the Florida homers you know if the Florida fans uh, on here are saying we we don't believe in Florida to do this this time around I, th- I think that might that, that could be an indicator but it also i mean maybe that's exactly the reason to fade us is like maybe we're too we're too hard on it we're our own biggest critic you know that, that could be the case here uh, next up is i i find this to be an interesting game um matt rules first game back in college nebraska plus 205 at minnesota minus 250 we got a spread of minus seven and an over under 46 um Looks like we got some people a little high on Matt Rule. Personally, I, I mean, he actually, not even personally, he actually came out and said it earlier today behind the scenes. I, it was like a, I don't know, I, I interact with a lot of Nebraska on Twitter for some reason. Uh, they We hate each other. Um, I've waged a war on that state at this point, <laughs> um, specifically because I'm not a big Matt Rule guy, and they think he's the second coming of uh, almost like Urban Meyer or something. I don't know. Um, but... They even even Matt Rule himself said it takes him a couple years to get things running, and it's bas- it's going to be the players that decide how long it takes this thing to get running. But if it's only up to Matt Rule, it's going to take two to three years before he gets this team to where they need to be. He will get fired before he, he will get fired before he is rolling. I, I mean that's what I'm thinking, because it's it's Scott Frost 2.0 in my opinion. It's if Scott Would Scott Frost couldn't door? do it. Line uh for so for we got minus seven for a spread, forty six for an over under. Um, I I actually originally was going to take the Minnesota money line. Um, just because I think that there could be a little little spark. Minnesota's not always the best, but PJ Flex been there for a while. Um, you know he's just came off a nine win season. He needs to keep that going, and they just need to. My my big thing is it's Nebraska, it's Matt Rule year one. Look at the history books. Every time Matt Rule shows up to a school, he runs them into the ground first. Um, I have no reason to not believe this team wins three or less games. So I, I'm actually going to switch my pick to Minnesota to cover uh, that minus seven. That's some good rational reasoning right there, but yeah, I just. I'm thinking. I almost. I'm, I'm. I'm sitting here. Whenever you were talking about that, 
the coach, and I'm like, uh, I'm tempted to switch my pick because I right now I'm Nebraska plus seven. But the trends are, it's it's um, just doesn't seem like there's no definitive winner here. So I don't, I think it's going to be a close game either way. That's why I picked Nebraska plus seven because it's if it goes any lower than seven, I'm definitely switching it to Minnesota. I actually it's at. Uh, plus seven and a half now so yeah the, the spread's changed and the points have changed points have gone yeah. down yeah yeah and i mean this is this these are games that are going to be a week from today the spread could fluctuate any any direction yeah. between yeah, now and then too to, we need to let like we need to state where we take it down to yeah you know um or up to yeah yeah for minnesota i I would pr- honestly, I would probably take up to nine and a half. I would probably take Minnesota to cover nine and a half. Dude, you were so scared that you were going to take them money line, and now you're. you're I I know. I just. I think. Also, I have when I for, when I first wrote these picks, this was two days ago. Uh, again, I my algorithm on well, uh, sorry, I called it Twitter. It is X now. Um, my algorithm on X has a lot of Nebraska stuff popping up. On top of that, those comments from Matt Rule, there's also a video of uh, their defense. Their first team defense was not, you know, they they were upsetting Matt Rule. They they weren't playing to his expectation. So he told him, you know, you guys are done for the day. Go. Go back in the locker room. And the defense came, basically, they walked off. But then they were like, no, you know, we got to rise to the occasion you know, blah, 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 you know, that whole inspirational thing. Come back out. So Matt Rule's like, all right, fine, like, go back out there. The very first play, one of their defensive ends takes a shot at their quarterback's knee. In, in pra- it's your own team. It's your practice. This this team's going to be dysfunctional um, is, frankly, the way I think it's going to be. And I like I said, Matt Rule runs teams into the ground the first year. Um, granted, I, I don't have the... I didn't look deep enough into it to figure out does he not cover spreads the entire year his first year? I didn't I didn't look so, that deep into it, but so first first at first glance, I, I feel like you fall for a lot of uh identity theft schemes. You believe everything that every propaganda that comes out, you don't think that that's something that they push out on purpose that could be it wasn't, like a ploy. I mean, it it very much could be but I think if it's a if it's but a propaganda that fits a that, that fits a that fits a knowledge that I've that I already felt like I already felt like I had it if it's, it reinforces like my already feeling already, yeah, which is the easiest way to sell something That's, on something. Yeah, they, they've sold me, which is to reinforce. All right, well, I'm taking Nebraska plus seven. I am aligned with big money, sharp money, and there is also a system taking Nebraska plus seven. It's plus seven and a half. I can only imagine that that has gotten stronger. All right, so we have our we have our next game up. Uh, this this is an interesting game, I think, for everybody involved. We have Miami Ohio plus six twenty five at Miami Florida minus nine fifty. That's a seventeen and a half spread for Miami Florida, a forty six and a half over under. Uh, Dave, I believe you have a guaranteed win for this game. Let's hear it. Guaranteed win. You ready? Miami's gonna win. That's that's. Boom. A, I, 
there's there's no argument against it. I, I can't argue you against that. Bet against Miami because yeah. you will win when you bet against Miami. Miami win. Actually, I took Miami, Florida, minus the points. It's not even going to be close. History shows they blow them out. It's not even. I don't even think it's a question, yeah. but it's not my guarantee. My guarantee is that Miami will win. Full disclosure there. Yeah, I mean, realist, realistically, uh, Miami, Ohio, their coach has a losing record for the 10 years he's been there. Uh, it's Mac versus the AC, you know, an ACC powerhouse. <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to have the the slander here of I don't want to slander the Mac, but let, let's be all 100 percent honest about where where the group of five teams rank. The Mac is probably at the very bottom of the group of five options as well. Um, I will. I do want to throw this one thing in there. Uh, Miami is 1-17 in 17 since 2017 when they turn the ball over multiple times. So if if there's a window for Miami, Ohio to stay in this game, it's the forced turnovers. But I, I have Miami, Florida, minus 17.5 as well. I think this might be the first time we're aligned the entire time. Actually, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> had, had to go and ruin it. Uh, no, yeah. No, we'll never be in line. I, I fade you any chance I can get. I just took the under this game. I, I think I, w- I will say I, I understand where your reasoning comes from. Um, you, you take the sharp money, you take the you take the big money, you take the system bets. Um, I I find it hard to see the under here. I think that while Miami might have a better defense than last year, they did not have a good defense last year which which miami miami florida sorry well both miamis <laughs> did not have a good defense last year um, no, that's why yeah that miami's gonna score 46 points alone i i could easily see that yes miami florida sorry miami florida i, I gotta get off this yeah. miami thing. They <laughs> yeah so i could see that too all right we're gonna move we're gonna move on to uh september 1st so this is this is gonna be friday uh we have another slate of four games um, there's one game I want to I want to bring up one game here first. It is it's this isn't in any particular order. Well, I mean I'm pulling this one out in a particular order. I know Justin can probably remember this, the the border battle between Virginia and Tennessee. I want to say it was I believe it was Tennessee Virginia Tech, right? That played at Bristol yeah. Motor Speedway. Yeah, and, Bristol. Yeah, the battle in Bristol. That I was got, I got obliterated. Yeah, that's that's true too. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Tennessee will be obliterating UVA. Um, there's really yeah. no good things to say about UVA this year. I if they if they didn't have an FCS team on the schedule, I'd say they go winless this year. And even with an FCS team on the schedule, I still think it's very possible that they go winless. Um, Tennessee's going to cover over 58. Is is my pick there? Um, I think Tennessee probably will put up 63 points themselves. Uh, Joe Milton might just be him. I'm gonna. I'm, I, I actually took the under with this one. Um, they've gone under. I'm sorry. The total's gone under. Virginia, yeah. Virginia's last 11 games for Virginia, they've gone the. Uh, uh, they've gone in the under. And in September, the last six games, they've gone the under. So I'm just following. I'm purely going with the trends here. 28 points for me. Usually, I kind of I'm not sketchy on taking plus 28 or minus 28. It's kind of it could go either way. I just typically go with the over/under when the spread's this big, unless it's 
I mean, I genuinely but, see this game ending very similar to the national championship last year with a score of like 63 to 7. Like, I could easily see that score I see happening. Score in any. I don't see, I think UVA get the goose egg. I think Tennessee eventually puts their fourth string in and UVA scores, puts one up on them, is what, what I'm saying. Puts in their fourth string and gets some points. Yeah. Yep. I think UVA puts in the lacrosse team and comes back and wins. I think that's the first sign that we're aligned tonight, actually. Yeah. I'm taking the over as well. Um, I'm taking the over. I'll take the money over. and system. I'm, I'm being the dark horse here. I'm taking the under. Over 58. Lock yep. it in. The spread's definitely yep. too too big for me to take, especially this early on in the year. We'll I will, see how much I will say I'm not I'm not um, I'm not this is completely big, sold on the spread, but too. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not completely sold on that spread. I think if if you're telling me I have to pick one between the spread and the over, I'm going to take the over. Fair enough. And, and again, and again, I, yeah, again, again, yep. I think I, I would take that over all the way up to maybe sixty-one, sixty-two. Yeah. I, I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think at the bare minimum sixty, because it'll probably. I mean, it might be there right now. That's fair. Can hammer through these next three, I think, pretty quickly. Um, just just a quick one through here. We'll we'll do Stanford Hawaii. Um, Stanford leaves a lot to be desired lately. Um, they brought in an FCS coach, which I mean, granted the guy won in the FCS, but you're you're an FBS now, buddy. It's it's not the same game. Um, they they haven't had great recruiting. They're no clue about what their future is for a conference. I almost feel inclined to take Hawaii to win this game. But so I will take Hawaii plus seven and a half. Um, yeah, I also chose Hawaii seven and a half. Um, I just went basically by travel distance. I mean, and Hawaii will also have a game under their belt, so they might have some more stuff ironed out than Stanford. So that's that's basically why I just chose. I think seven and a half is a big spread for this type of game to not take it because of that. Just because Hawaii already has a game, Stanford. Basically, this is their pre quote unquote preseason game. They might still yeah. have some stuff firing out. I think. I, I think I th- I'm, go ahead. I'm also with you guys on this one. I'm Hawaii plus seven and a half. <clears throat> I also took the under on this one. Uh, main reason for that it was a system, which is obviously huge for me. The fact that Hawaii is the underdogs and they live on their defense, they're at home. It's going to be a That's, defensive battle. I, I do, I do think so the I, under I, would be a good pick here, too. Um, yeah, I think the under is the play. Um, Hawaii plus 7.5. Uh, big money, sharp money, and experts are over that right now. So I took that as well. But I am all over the under. Yeah, and I mean, just, I, I'll spoil it now. That, that Hawaii plus 240 will 100% be on my underdog parlay. Um, as long if it stays plus oh, 240, yeah. I think if they if they somehow were to beat Vanderbilt, I could easily see that changing very quickly to uh, Hawaii being favored as well. Uh, but I I don't think they're going to beat Vanderbilt. I'm just throwing that out there. Depending on the, their performance, that line's going to sway a lot. Yeah, this is the highest over that we had so that we've covered so far. This is the high highest over. This is like one of the top three highest overs we've we've had in this entire list of games. Out of the thirty some games that we have here, for fifty eight and a half, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Well, either one of their offenses are good enough to put them in points on. Yeah, n- yeah, not, that's not that's early fair. The season two. Yeah, 
They're not gonna come out fucking guns a blazing. Let's get it right now. So we got we got a power five power five matchup here. Uh, sorry, not I don't know why I said power five power five. It's an ACC matchup. Uh, we have Louisville at Georgia Tech. Louisville minus three hundred five. Georgia Tech plus two forty five. It's a plus eight spread for Georgia Tech and a fifty one and a half uh, over under. I have Louisville to cover those eight points. I would probably take Louisville to cover up to twelve or thirteen. Um, I, they do have a new head coach, Jeff Brom. He's coming in year one after Purdue. He just came off a big season at Purdue. They got a new quarterback. They got transfer portal wide receivers left and right. This team is in a position where it could really have a magical year um, with Malik, and that's that's saying something from a team that has had players such as Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater, and Malik Cunningham. So. I think that this is an easy win for Louisville. I think that they are going to come in and they are going to come in and just absolutely wipe the floor with Georgia Tech. I will definitely disagree with you on that. Um, I'm going to go back in history here. Uh, They played two times, and both times Georgia Tech has won, and they've won definitively uh, 66-31. to and 46 to 27. When when were these games though? Because there there was a period of time 2018, that... 2018 and 2020. The 66 and hmm. 31 was in 2018 and 46 to 27 is in 2020. This is I'm actually going against the trends here too with this one because that's I'm only taking the the money line. I'm not taking any points or anything. I just it, it, it's going to be one of my parlays. Well, this is where I'm going to chime you know. in and, and just toss in there that I'm taking the under in this game, for the record. I had an under as well, but I, I, just, I was going to go to under and then the spread. But I'll just go – I'll go Louisville, minus eight. Georgia Tech hasn't been good since the triple option failed. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend on the dark horse in a lot of these. Next game, we got Central Michigan – First Michigan State, an absolute barn burner. I want to hear Dave's picks here first. Who you got here, Dave? All right, so I've got the over on this one. Um, there's no, there's going to be no defense with these games. With this game, I just think it's going to be a lot of points scored. I don't. I, I'm not comfortable with the spread. It's one of those ones, and it's first game of the year. I just I'm going safe here. I'm just going to take the over. I think that's a pretty high percentage bet right there. All right, Justin, what are your thoughts here? I was I was going safe. Just Michigan being a more of a powerhouse school when it comes to football. I mean, you think that was outclass them? Yeah, I, I just out outclass them. That's that's my pick. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll say that I'll I'll say that Michigan State covering 14 and a half isn't unreasonable they're just it's hard to get a feel for what michigan state's going to be like because they lost their two best offensive players they lost peyton thorne and their top wide receiver both to the transfer portal this past season and i i originally i have over 49 and a half just because i feel like 49 and a half is such a low number um yeah i think that 25, yeah yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you have a game that ends twenty seven twenty four. You're over fifty, something yep. like that. Um, so I, I don't know that's, that I, I could I could bet 
I don't think that I could take the under on a 49 and a half game. I do think that we're going to see a lot of offensive struggling in this game. And Mel Tucker is a defensive minded coach. Keep in mind for Michigan state. So I, I don't think central Michigan's going to put up a lot of points. It's it, yeah. it really is going to come down to central Michigan's defense. If, if this game goes under, I, I see central Michigan covering the spread, but I would just take over. Uh, I, I think just at 49 and a half, you, you have to take the over there. Yeah. I think that's a trap bet. If I'm being honest, I took the under on that one. So that is an abnormally small under. That is the, that's a, one of the smallest on the list. I um, think when it comes to unders, I know, I, I know what you're going to say, Dave, but I think when it comes to unders, it, it plays a little bit more. I'm taking it's actually 48.5. Just to let you know. It's 48.5 now, right? Yeah. 49.5 on our list. I'm taking yeah. Central Michigan with the points, plus 14 and a half, and I'm also taking the under. No. Oh, maybe my note there. Oh. I, I just I, I read my note on this on this game, and it says, I, I, I did this earlier, and it says both defenses are butt. So if that's not a good rationale on taking you <laughs> over, I don't know what is. All right, never mind. I'm changing both picks. <laughs> yeah. I see. I <laughs> Mel, Tuck, Mel Tucker's a um, defensive guy, though, so it's kind of it's just kind of hard to kind of hard to go with that. There, seeing something so little just makes it seem like it's a trap bet to me. Plus, sharp money, expert money is on Central Michigan. All right, so I mean, we're we're through the first. We're we're off to the first first. What I feel is real college football Saturday, the sec September second. We got some we got some big games. We got some weird games. We got a lot of games. This is we're, we're you know we're going to be fully back on nine two. Uh, we can just start at the top, work our way down real quick here. Um, I don't think we need to say too much about games such as like Fresno State Purdue. Um, I will say out of out of some of these games, that's one of those ones that I'm a little. Uh, I, I took Purdue money line just because Fresno State can be they they can be a, a froggy team. You know, you if they come out the gates where they ended the gates last year, uh, you know they could they could really they they could do something here. I also took Fresno. Oh, oh, here I come. I took Purdue. Well, Purdue. I took Purdue minus four and a half, um, only for the mere point that they're. That uh, Fresno State's 0 and 5 in the last five games against the Big Ten. That's fair. I, I took Fresno plus four and a half. Yeah. Solely for the purpose so. that Sharp Money's on it, and I have no uh, horse in this race. To, to me, the biggest reason Purdue can cover took, this I game took... is Hudson Card is their quarterback now. He's tra- just transferred from uh, Texas. He was, you know, fighting with Quinn Ewers last year for that starting spot when Texas brought in Arch and Quinn had won out the job. Hudson card was like, I'm out. So he ended up at Purdue. And even though they have a new head coach, um, I think that it's very, very reasonable that Purdue could cover this four and a half, almost pretty easy, just based on Hudson card alone. I'm taking just Purdue money line. I know it's a minus two or five, but. So, all right. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, and five against the powerhouse. So yeah, you just, yeah, I'm gonna just take Purdue and just roll with it. It's, it's shitty odds, but the, I feel like it's a guarantee at that point. Yep. Uh, so next up, we have we have Northern Illinois 
at Boston College. Northern Illinois plus 280. Boston College minus 355. It's a minus 9.5 spread over under 52. I took Northern Illinois to cover the 9.5. Boston College is going to be bad this year. That's... They lost they their quarterback. I mean, they lost their quarterback. They lost, you know, their best wide receiver to the draft. They Their O-line is the only thing they have going for them. Pretty much every other aspect of their team is the at the bottom of the ACC. So I think Northern Illinois not only could cover this game, this is another game that I probably will put in the underdog parlay. I'd say about 75% chance it's going in that. I basically steered clear of the points on this one um, for the mere lack of knowledge of the colleges, but I, I, I followed the trends here on this one. I chose the under, I think it's, it's 52 at the time. And uh, uh, the gone, the with Northern Illinois, the last seven games played in September, they've gone over the total in the last 13 game, or I'm sorry, 10 of the last 13 games, Northern Illinois has gone over. And in the last four of the five games played at home for Boston College, the total has gone over. So that's the the trend for me. Just state just the screaming. Take the under because it's I'm sorry the over. I don't know why well, I typed under here. I'm taking the under, Dave. I'm sorry. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, so. I, would, I would say with both of these teams. <laughs> It, They're gonna I, ground and pound yeah. each clock. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an under. Yeah, I can see. That. I, right. I would probably, I would probably sit near the under if I'm gonna go to that. I just think, I don't think Boston College is gonna win by double digits in this game. Um, I, I, I don't know where I would feel comfortable again. Like, cause just because I think there's a very real possibility Northern Illinois wins this game. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a spread number outside of you know lower than or uh, higher than four that i'm not taking northern illinois to cover um utah state iowa this one i i the only reason i put i wanted to keep this one on here is i was top 25 they got a new quarterback in cade mcnamara uh transferred from michigan as you can see over under 43 this is an Iowa staple week one they just don't score any points I mean look at what was it last year that was the seven to three game against Iowa or South Dakota State an FCS school uh, you know I, I just don't I think the under is very likely to hit in this game and in that instance I think you take Utah State to cover yeah that was that was exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> The trends are just not there, and it's going to be low scoring for for Utah State to have that big of a spread. It's it seems like a pretty good. Uh, I don't know why it's too so high. I don't. Sometimes well, I understand. It, I don't, it moves it's actually twenty five now. Fun yeah, fact: it's, it's actually twenty five now. I mean, the the only reason the spread isn't like a minus seven to minus ten, where it would have easily been last year, is Cade McNamara. That's that's what caused the spread is they're bringing okay. in a Michigan quarterback to hopefully change some things around offense. I think, I mean, I, I'm high on Iowa this year. Um, I, th- I think that Iowa will probably win the Big Ten West um, just based on their where their schedule is and, you know, 
just the state of the Big Ten West as a whole. I just don't think that week one is where they start putting up points right away. I don't see Utah State scoring a touchdown in this game. If I'm being honest. I mean, Iowa, Iowa's defense think, is stellar. It is, it is a top defense might, every and year. It's at Iowa, dude? No. Iowa will hold them to less than six points. It'll be... Oh, so I, it's but see, easy. my my thought it my thought on that. Yeah, I was gonna say Iowa minus twenty five and a half. I could ton of ton of sharp action on Iowa. I could very much see Utah State not scoring a single point and still covering twenty three and a half against Iowa. Yeah, I could see Iowa's defense scoring twenty five and a half points on against them, like literally, like fumble, like holding them, punter just. Holding them on the goal line and then just safety or fumble recovery at recovery at the six yard line. That's definitely something that Iowa is known for, and I, I feel like this is going to be one of those stereotypical Iowa games. Is that a prop bet by chance? If it is, I would hammer it. I mean, I would. I'd put a dollar on that only because you said it. All right. Next up, we got uh, Coach Prime making his debut against TCU. And Sonny Dykes, number 17, uh, spread is minus 20 and a half. And I think I get the hype behind Deion Sanders as a person, as a coach. I mean, he brought D1 talent to an FCS school. So, yes, that's that's why he did well there. Bringing D1 talent to a D1 school, playing against other D1 schools isn't going to magically win games. He has to actually start coaching now. I don't know that. Deion Sanders is a coach. I think he's a recruiter. Um, I don't see Colorado season going well at all, so I got TCU minus 20 and a half. I don't see Colorado money line. I believe in Coach Prime. I, I also got them over their, their win totals of three and a half. That's just another story. But Damn, I, I respect you. TCU I, spread. I, 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 ever, ever since I've seen the videos of Shador and Brady, uh, I think it's going to be something. I think you're going to see something special out of Colorado for once in a long time. Okay, dang. I think when the, I think when the I think when the goat shows so much promise and has a lot of a lot of positive things to say about the team, I think I think they're a step in the right direction. It's going to be my my one big upset, Colorado money line. That is a big one. I respect it. And TCU is not the same team that they were last year. Like, well, we can we can acknowledge that. Yeah, TCU did lose a lot of fucking players. Like, they lost yeah. three offensive players that were elite to their horrific season ending. Mm-hmm. I am taking. I don't want to spoil it. Spoil the moment. I'm taking TCU minus twenty and a half. I'm also taking uh, the under in this game. If I were a betting man, I would probably same game parlay it and move the lines a little bit for both. I mean, I, I have the 20 and a half from TCU. I I don't know that the under, though, is I, at the you have two. I mean, you do have two essentially Big 12 schools here because Colorado's going back to the Big 12 next year. TCU's in the Big 12. There's one thing that the Big 12 does. It's hit the over. All the time, these Big Twelve games are seventy-point affairs uh, almost every time. So I think if if the rumors of what's going on in Colorado's camp, where Shador Sanders is just cutting 
finding every single hole in Colorado's supposedly great defense that Coach Prime's brought over. Um, I don't think it's going to take as much for TCU to find those holes as well. And if Shador Sanders is, like Justin saying, as you know, training with Brady and he's going to be putting up points, um, I don't think I don't see the under hitting here. But I still take TCU minus twenty and a half, though. I don't think it's going to be close either. Yeah. Another another fun one up next. We got Boise State at number ten, Washington. Uh, I have Washington minus fourteen and a half. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. and Kalen DeBoer in their second season and together here at Washington. I, I think it's easy two touchdowns. I think they yeah, got a doozy top top fifteen in the, in the draft next year. Actually, uh, yeah, I think I think but Washington's yeah, going to put up points and points. yeah, Boise State struggled last year at quarterback. They you know they did pit stick with Taylor Green after Bachmeyer got benched uh, midway through the season there. He got him back to a Mountain West title game, and uh, which, uh, so I mean, it, it is his team here. I just don't think, I think Washington's a really good team this year in general, and I think that they're, I, I agree with you, at least on this part here, Mitch, about the over. I, I think the over will probably hit in this game as well. Sure. Yeah, and, uh, I'm on Boise plus fourteen and a half in the over. Both only for you know number reasons and trend reasons. Uh, I have absolutely no input on on them, the teams themselves. So, well, let me enlighten you. Um, I'm actually taking the under on this one. Um, past ten of the eleven games on the road for Boise State, they've gone under. Um, in September, five of the last seven games, they've hit the under. And in four of the last five games against that Washington played against Boise State, it was the under that hit. So I, I just feel like that that was uh, more enough reason for me to just choose the under. I mean, it's just all the aspects are there trend-wise, trend-wise there. So I, so I left this one on because uh, we got number 19 Wisconsin at home against Buffalo. I, I don't know why I left it on here because I just I did just say earlier I wanted to st- try to stay away from some Max Slander, but really that's what this pretty much every pick about this game is going to be is going to eventually be Max Slander. At least that's what I thought when I took Wisconsin to cover 25 and the over 55 because I think this is a game that and 63 to seven. Uh, this is Luke Fickle's first game at Wisconsin. He's got his brand new shiny quarterback and Tanner Mordecai. I think that they are on top of running all over Buffalo. I think that they're going to try to hang as many points as possible to make a statement as a new quarterback coach duo. I actually, I'm going to choose Buffalo on the points on this one. Uh, trends just point towards them having winning records playing on Saturday, week one. Um, and Wisconsin just uh, playing on a Saturday. It's just a last night game. They just haven't been favored for that. So I'm going to, I think 25 points is too much for, too is too high to not bet Buffalo. I'm sorry, to not bet Wisconsin to win with over 25 points. How many, how many other games do they play other than Saturday games? You know, well, I was Thursdays. Uh, the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't play uh, Thursday games. 
was gonna say. I, was gonna so, I, the, I thought about it when he first started saying it, and I was like, I guess it yeah. probably just doesn't include their bowl game, which I think yeah. is a is a fair yeah. thing nowadays to leave out yeah. with all the players that sit out in bowl games. Um, I think it's probably kind of fair to leave out the bowl game from your statistics. But I, I, it did crack me up the first time he said it. I read the trends and I make my decision. Buffalo plus 25. I'm sticking with it. I'm just taking the under in this with sharp money. That's it. We got a Big Ten matchup up next. Ohio State at Indiana. I will say Indiana has a history of making some we- something happen week one. Yeah, I say money line all day. They got three of the Top thirty-two players. I mean, uh, yeah, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State money line is minus six. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad bet. That. Minus sixty-five hundred. Yeah, Ohio State, I would take everything Ohio State. Ohio State points. Ohio minus State seven, over minus seventy-two and a half. I'm going Ohio State to like blow them out the water. I think. Yeah, I agree, Justin. It's. I don't think it's. It's one of those games. Ohio State's just gonna just roll so, right all over them. Beat the dog piss out of them. Like. Yeah, I think that's a good good. Good description. Dog piss out of them. Yep. <laughs> I, f- I feel. I feel like Indiana can keep it close. Week one. Uh, you don't have a dog, Dave. You have a cat. I have two cats. Have no okay, they're gonna be cat, cat well, piss out of them. All right, back to the regularly. Yeah, uh, back to your back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, yeah, I think it sounds like uh, it sounds like we're kind of all over the board here. I mean, Justin's gonna take Ohio State if they're minus seventy three, or uh. Favorites here. Seventy two and a half. Sorry, seventy two and a half. He would take seventy two and a half. Mitch Mitch is saying the under of sixty. Dave's saying the over sixty and Ohio State minus twenty eight and a half. I'm saying Indiana plus twenty eight and a half. My again, you guys have your statistics, you guys have your sharp monies. All I'm saying is Indiana, that week one Big Ten matchup for them, you know, whether it's Penn State whether it's Michigan or, you know, whoever it is, they show up to play oh, week up, one. Yeah. They, they always show up and it's, and it's always when they're playing at home and they are at home to Ohio state. They just, they give it all for week one. We, this is, this is their college football playoff. Ohio State's a horrible team. So is Michigan. We'll suck. Oh, well, yeah, I was gonna say we're we're four we're four games from talking about those biases. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry. Game is going. Up. They're going under five hundred for the first time ever this year. Oh, okay. Let's let's all <laughs> calm down here. Uh, our next game we got Cal North Texas. Um, I this this is gonna be an interesting one. Um, I will say I'm very. I have I took Cal minus seven and a half because something just tells me it's got to be Cal minus seven and a half, but I'd I'd be lying if I said I don't think North Texas has a very good chance to win this game, um, and because of that, I wrote Cal minus seven and a half here. North Texas, it's it's one of those things where it's like everything tells me Cal covers this game, but everything inside me says that North. You know, I want North really Texas. Cal was actually decent. I mean, they had Jared Goff just recently. Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they've they've had some success. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's what. Yeah, every last player went 
cool. everything I read Holy says crap. yeah everything I read says Cal minus seven and a half but everything inside me wants wants to take North Texas plus seven and a half and well, you should listen to that inside I, I probably yeah, should that plus that's your instincts talking I'm taking mm-hmm. North, North Texas plus seven and a half so with sharp money and experts also I'm going to go against the I'm going to take Cal <laughs> No matter who wins, everybody there's gonna be a lot of points scored. Yep, that's why I'm taking the over too. That's that's fair. That's fair points to make there. Um, we got next up. We got Washington State, Colorado State. Uh, Colorado State is the perennial whipping boy of the Mountain West. Um, Washington State minus twelve. Uh, they, you know, Washington State, Cam Ward is easily in the conversation for top five Pac-12 quarterbacks. And the Pac-12 has a lot of good quarterbacks at the top. So I I think that Cam Ward alone is just going to pick apart a Mountain West team. No problem. Yeah. On this one, I just chose the under on this one. I wasn't, I'm not too fond of the history between these two. I just followed the trends on this one and it pointed to, there's going to be less than 58 points being scored. I just took uh, Colorado State plus twelve, along with big money and sharp. No, no other rationale behind it. I'm gonna just take Washington State point. Just again, powerhouse versus a mediocre school. I I wanted to leave this next game on there uh, because I I think that there. I know that you guys might not have as much to say about this game as I do. Um, I'm I'm a big I'm big on UTSA this year. So we got UTSA at Houston. It is a pick game. There is no spread. Last I looked, um, it it may have changed since then. So it it is a minus 110 for both teams. Um, I'm taking UTSA money line. Houston does not have their replacement for Clayton Toon yet. Um, I think they're going to need a year or two in the Big 12 to really get that Big 12 recruiting in. So I think I think in UTSA is coming off two back-to-back uh, conference USA championships. They did move to the American Conference this year, but that won't change this about this game. That may change their outcome of the year, but I, I'm big on UTSA this year. The Roadrunners are I would almost say they're going to run away with this game. The Roadrunners are going to ro- like run. Uh-huh. But no, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take under like you said. Uh, they don't have a replacement for Tune yet. I don't think Houston's going to put up. Points like that, um, UTSA might run away with it, but I just don't see I don't see that many points being scored. Yep, I'm on the under as well, so I'm with you there. And I just flipped the coin because I don't know any of these two schools, so UTSA just won. won the, I, I chose heads, and I didn't even know what UTSA stood for. Really, you, you know this next team is what I'm more curious yeah. about, Dave. I want to. Isn't it like Texas? Oh, you know, I haven't yeah. highlighted. It's Texas San Antonio. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, I but know. yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna go to the next game. We're there's gonna be. I was gonna say there's. I think everybody has a take on this game specifically because there's one team playing in this game that is a rival of every school we all like, one way or another. Ooh, uh, that's fair. We got that's West fair. Virginia plus nine fifty <laughs> at number seven Penn State. Uh, they're gonna go into State College at minus twenty and a half is Penn State's line. And an over under fifty three and a half. Uh, 
there is a there's a meme floating around on Twitter right now, or sorry, X, that West Virginia is going to go into Penn State and win this game by two touchdowns. It, it is it is nothing but a meme. I want to clarify that real quick. Um, I very much that offensive material. I, uh, I'm offended by that. As as a Pitt fan, I spend most of my day on X dealing with West Virginia fans. Um, so that's just the way things are. Justin being Virginia Tech, also WVU rival, Penn State probably doesn't consider WVU rival. WVU rival just because the that's just the way Penn State people think for some reason is their rivals can be their rivals. Yeah up on the road to the national championship this year for Penn State. That's all. But yeah, Penn State covers this easy. It's ranked, right? It is not ranked. It's It's an absolute travesty. It is a lot of disrespect. (laughs) UCLA is ranked. Yeah, I don't want to get started on this. We'll be talking about this for the rest of this. You even with their tail between your legs pick Penn State with the spread, 20 and a half, and the over, and I am just in line with you and um, i yeah i fully I you to do that it, it it so i i've also found out recently that there is uh, this is a hot take that i'm making here and apparently i might get disowned over this i didn't realize this was such a big deal picking between penn state and wvu for pit fans apparently pit fans want w or like rooting for wvu i I personally don't see it. It's, it's like David versus Goliath, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, see, especially because you're playing oh, see, West Virginia this year. If they beat Penn State, that just helps. I you. understand that that logic to it. I just there is That's nothing that would bring me more joy than to watch WVU just get the absolute piss beat out of them by anybody. You're, you're a true. You're a truther. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like. I don't. I I could care less if it's Penn State, Illinois, South Carolina, Tulane, BYU, beat them sixty three to zero, and I'm your fan for the day. That's that's how I look at this game. Um, so yeah, Penn State's gonna cover. It's a night game in State College. Frankly, there's not very many teams in the country that can go into State College at night and win. Um, there's yeah. off the top of my head, there's only two teams that I would say even have a chance to win a game like that and it's ohio state michigan i think there's no there's almost no other teams in the country that could you know that penn state plays on a regular basis i should say that because i think if you start bringing like you could throw the whole like alabama you know lsu stuff at georgia like yeah that's of course that's that's fine but like yeah which that's uh, fair i mean i i drew aller he's i'm a drew aller truther I was gonna say I do have I do have two more takes on this game specifically, and this goes with your Drew Aller, Drew Aller, sorry, Drew Aller comment here. Drew Aller, yeah, Drew Aller is the reason why Penn State can go twelve and zero and win the national championship. I, I'll stand on that. I think he is, if he is the player, the hype brings he's behind guy, him. Man. If he's if he, he's he, yeah, I was gonna say he's he's him. Uh, from the sounds of it, he's him. I mean, at this point, this is you gotta put bias to to the side and realize what you're looking at sometimes. Um, they got him and they got Olu Fashino. Yeah. He's also left tackle and he is uh, almost a lottery pick. Like he's a top, yeah. he's a top 10, top 15 pick in the draft. He chose to stay another year. He didn't let up a single sack. 
they have four returning linemen this year. And that's, and I mean, that's two, that's one of the reasons why Aller can do it. They're returning. Yeah. They're going to be sophomores. As freshmen, with an inexperienced line, they had over 22 touchdowns and 2,000 yards combined as freshmen. It, it is going to be the perfect setup for him. The only thing he is missing is like that go-to wide receiver, like Jahan Dotson. Like Penn State is like known to have. They don't have that. This year, I am going to point out one person to you that is going to be that guy, and it is solely for selfish reasons. Dante Safus. He is from Penn Hills, which I I live ten minutes from there. He was from he's in went to Penn Hills High School. He went to Kent State. He went through the transfer portal portal and came to Penn State then. He went to Kent State, then Penn State. He is going to be the guy this year. There has to be an established stud wide receiver this year because they have all the other all the other pieces in place. Their defense, there's only two defenses in the nation that can possibly contend with them. And it's they're both in the same division. It's Ohio State and Michigan. But I I think that we could be the best defense out of that three. I think honestly, all three of these teams might be eleven and one. So it's going to be a battle. Uh, I will say there's there's year. there's a lot of there's a lot of belief in that year. eleven and one, three way tie. Um, yeah, I he, my biggest thing about this is, like I said, Drew Aller's the reason they could go twelve and zero. James Franklin's the reason they're going to go ten and two, um, and just and also your schedule is the way the schedule set up. Um, you can blame Fox for the Michigan loss when that happens. If that game is at night, I think it's very realistic. Penn State beats Michigan at noon on a Saturday for a whiteout game. Like it's not going to have the same effect. Um, I, I think mi- that's how Michigan wins that game is just because it's played at noon instead of seven thirty p.m. You got going to the horseshoe against Ohio State, I just I find that one that's that's Penn State's best chance to take a game off the off of those two in my opinion is to go yeah, and win at Ohio State. But I, I don't see them winning at Ohio State either. Um me and Dave have a side bet going uh over over one and a half losses uh for me. Uh, if if Penn State loses two or more games, uh he, he owes me some money. But if they only well, lose I'll, one I'll set a side bet with you that over zero and a half. I think they're undefeated this year. So that's a half. Yeah. <laughs> zero. That'd be a half. Um, zero and a half. Yeah, as, as yeah, the three people that live in Pennsylvania and within 45 minutes of Morgantown, we had a lot to say on this. Uh, Justin is a rival of WVU, not so much Penn State. Um, any Anything you want to add that we haven't already hit on here, Justin? No, I just I think Penn State going to beat dog breaks off him, I think. WVU's probably the most one of the most shittiest fan bases being biased from tech that I've ever encountered and witnessed. And I will unfortunately have to. I will unfortunately have to deal with that on September 16th. So, oof. I'm I'm looking forward to beating them. I'm not looking forward to dealing with whatever I have to deal with in Morgantown on the 16th. Um, my my yeah, hot take about West Virginia this year is Neil Brown is going to be fired on September seventeenth. Um, I don't think you go 
one and two against the likes of Penn State, Pitt, and Duquesne and come out of there still with your job after a very terrible season last year. So, it's, that's you think my... he's expected to beat Pitt? WVU's ex- always expects to beat Pitt is the thing. Are they favored at home for that game? Um, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't know that I don't know that they've released the, biggest. the spread yet for that game. No. Um, he's got to have a longer lease than that. He's coming off a bad year. I I don't think he. I think he's he's Boy, going into the season. Want him to pull off a crazy upset in the first within the first three games, and also as we agree, win the expected game. But to win, lose lose back to back years against Pitt. Like the Penn State game isn't what's going to affect it. If he beats Penn State and loses to Pitt, I think he keeps his job. That's that's pretty much the only chance he has in my in my belief of how this is going to play out is for him for him to. Like, Beat Penn State. I definitely think he gets fired at the some point in the season, if not the end. Is that week three though? Yeah, that's that is week three. Yeah, as uh, yeah the WVU pit game. Uh, I but also the other part of this is I also think that Pitt will probably beat WV pretty badly this year. WVU does not look as good as they did last year, and that's saying something when they looked really bad last year. Um, we should probably we're gonna we're gonna stay on this game all night if we don't move on from it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, force I'm gonna force us to move on from this. Uh, next up, we have Texas Tech, Wyoming. I apparently am the odd one out here taking Texas Tech minus fourteen. No, I just didn't update my chart. I, I wrote them down on paper. I never didn't add it to the chart, but I got I got Texas Tech over or covering the minus fourteen. So I'm I'm big on Texas Tech this year as a whole. I actually believe i have texas tech playing for the big 12 championship game this year and uh another thing this just came out last night uh the big 12 commissioner is very high on texas tech uh even so making a comment to uh during the during a speech last night about texas tech needing to beat texas again this year in lubbock paid actor I, the the consensus I, yeah, is no, that there's a, there's there's going to be a people Dave's that are going to complain. Explain himself. Yeah, Wyoming money line. The, yeah, that's well, that's a take, dude. I I, I saw the plus four hundred and forty at the time that we you know I did this, and I just I looked at the trend that I really like. It's as simple. It's Wyoming's eight and one with the last nine games played in September. That's what. I'm like, it, it's obviously going to be a parlay type small bet, like a dollar bet or something, $5 bet. It's not going to be nothing outrageous. I'm not putting the the whole, my whole uh, salary on this. I'm just saying, like, I think. If if you wanted to convince me the trends, that Wyoming the trends could cover follow. 14, I'd believe you. I, I There's nothing. I, I understand your trends. I think your trends sometimes don't take certain things into account, such as playing against a power five school. Well, we'll find. I mean, I'll I'll change all my ways if I'm wrong. Well, not on this game because I just I, I, I the well, plus four forty the four hundred and forty is is just and Texas Tech is also one and six. Well, it's not against the spread, but um, I just it's just uh, a gut feeling. I think Wyoming is going to pull the upset on this one. You know what, Dave? I might I might have to stand corrected here. I've was you know i was thinking i was like i need a good argument against you so what i need to do 
is I need to pull, you know, Wyoming's record versus Power 5 schools, right? Uh, apparently, they either lead the series or are tied in 10 different against 10 different Power 5 schools. I, I mean, I'm taking Wyoming plus 14. Um, so I'm 100% aligned with Dave. I think I would take the line the whole way down to plus 13 and a half. That's how aligned I am with you, Dave. Nice. I'll take it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could see an argument for Wyoming plus 14. Like, again, I'm, I'm very high on Texas Tech this year. Um, and Coach McGuire over there. So, I mean, I, I could see it's my mine is definitely going to be more of taking the gut. Um, I'm sticking with my minus 14 here. Um, next up, next up, we got Toledo, Illinois. We're, we're getting close to the home stretch. We're almost, we might pull this off in under two hours. Toledo versus Illinois, Illinois minus nine. Um, I, that's what I got. I don't have a good feeling about it. It's, it's definitely just something that I'm looking at and trying. I, I don't have a lot to say. Toledo did win the Mac last year. So, but they were, don't let that fool you. They were five and three in the Mac and somehow still won it. Um, Brett Bielema's back at 500 now and they have two transfers that are about to come in and really take away or run with this team they got luke altmeyer coming in from ole miss and reggie love coming in uh to try to fill chase brown's shoes from last year illinois could make a play for the big 10 west i just i don't see that that's necessarily going to happen but uh i think minus nine is very capable against a mac opponent like toledo I'm gonna just take. I'm taking the under. Neither one of these teams are high-scoring teams, and I don't see them putting up enough points to cover that. Cover that total. It's actually the, the line has actually dropped from 49 to 46 since you've done this. So I'm just sticking with the under. Yeah, I'm running away with you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% in with you on that, Justin. It's just this. I'm, I'm just taking the under. What well, did you say? 46 now. It's forty. Yeah, it's forty six now. It was forty nine. I mean, Illinois' last three games, they put up 10, 17, 15. Like they don't, they don't put up points. They don't score. I don't see, yeah, I don't see. I don't see Toledo putting up points against Illinois. Um, I'm just here with under. So, I'm taking Toledo plus nine. I think it's going to be physical. I've heard reports out of camp that Illinois has become a super physical team up there. And they've 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 produced some. Some heavy hitters. Yeah, I've watched some of their games. They do, they do smack for sure. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> even smacking harder this year, from from what I've heard. So I think it's going to be a war of attrition, close battle. So I I'm with you on the under. I didn't take the under. Um, I'll think about it. Uh, but Toledo plus nine, especially because it's going to be a low scoring game. So I think plus nine is a big number. All right. Next up, we have. Uh, probably one of the biggest games of the weekend as a whole, or at least come on Saturday until we get into the Sunday and Monday game. Uh, week one is number 21, North Carolina at South Carolina. It's neutral site in Charlotte. Uh, I I have Drake May is going to tear apart Shane Beamer's defense here. Um, the UNC money line. Yeah. I don't know. I'm disagreeing it's, with you. I got Spencer Rattler destroying UNC. <laughs> Spencer Rattler has moments 
and he also has moments where he is not good. And I, I mean, think it's just like every UNC and Duke quarterback that ever play, I mean, they have their moments, and then I mean, Drake when they had the big Drake league, May totally, totally different. Yeah, but Drake <laughs> May had an entire season of just looking stellar last year, and he is a Heisman candidate this year. Uh, he's very, very capable of becoming the person that does win the Heisman if UNC has a stellar season. Uh, the biggest question mark out of North Carolina is going to be their defense. So I think the over 62 is probably the safest bet you can make here. Um, uh, I think that no matter what happens, who wins, what the point differential is, there's going to be more than 62 points scored in this game. Yep, I'm with like you on that. the over. I think the over as well. I, I'm taking South Carolina uh, with the yeah, points. Yeah, I'm definitely taking South Plus two and a half. Um, I mean, I would take a money line if I'm being honest, but I'm I'm taking them with the points here, at home. Season opener. I mean, it's not a lot of sharp action. It's a a neutral site in North Carolina. (laughs) It's it's in North Carolina neutral site. I'm gonna be the one taking the under on this one. Sixty-two points is a lot of points being scored. Um, Crap it. Trend. Friend-wise, I just uh, it's just pointing towards just uh, they're not going to score over sixty-two points. I'm I'm changing my pick on this next game. We got ODU Virginia Tech. This is Justin's team. Uh, Justin can't actually Justin can't actually look at this in his betting apps because Virginia has a law that prevents you from betting on uh, Virginia schools if you Virginia. are in the state of Virginia. I, I originally wrote down ODU Moneyline. Uh, I looked a little deeper into it since I've said that. The teams are split two and two. They've played the last four years. The home team wins every time. However, when ODU wins, they win by two or three points. When Virginia Tech wins, they win by 30. Uh, and these are, I mean, this is the last four years. Virginia Tech hasn't been great the last four years. ODU hasn't been great. ODU lost their best player to the transfer portal. While I originally had ODU money line, I still might throw them in our underdog parlay. Uh, I think I think Virginia Tech covers fourteen here. Um, I, it's just this this is going to play into years, Dave, of the trends. Um, I believe both years they won. It was thirty seven to a single digit and 38 to 10. Wait, so you're changing your pick from ODU money money line to Virginia Tech minus 14. Correct, correct. Um, that's, that is, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. That is the change I'm making. Wow, that is... That's bold. Yeah, that's... It's it's a bold stretch. The ODU money line was definitely like, I was looking down the list and I'm not high on Virginia Tech this year at all. So I was like, okay, Sunbelt's been on in the up and up. So let's see if we can get as I was feeling it in the moment when I made the pick ODU money line. I've since done a little more research into this specific series and the, and that's I think I got to change it to the Virginia Tech minus 14 just cuz when they win they they win. They win big you they, know what? by a lot of points. Since you're that confident, I'm changing mine too. Virginia Tech minus 14. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a believe in, in the new coach. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer for at least week one. Only, only because of that, 
I hope you bring some of that Penn State, that Penn State uh, winningness down to old uh, Blackbird. See how he does. If he if they get destroyed and obliterated, I won't be I won't be shocked. If they lose it all, I won't be shocked. If they win big, I'll be shocked. But fourteen, I can get behind that. Um, but I don't I don't see it being a crazy win. I'd be honestly. What is, what's the point total on this too? 49.5. I'm just taking the under on this one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in it. And the trends follow my theory on that. So I'm just going to take under 49.5. I was going to say 38 to 10 is still under 49.5. So I, I think under is not a bad play here either. Um, Tech, hasn't that. Up, Tech hasn't gone over in a game <clears throat> in a long time. Play. That's, a long time. That's also true. We'll just say a long time. Yeah. At least, yeah. <laughs> uh, next next one up is, I, I think this is going to be a great game. Um, South Alabama plus 225 at Tulane, number 24, minus 278, with a minus 7 spread for Tulane and a 55 over-under. I mean, I do think Tulane's going to cover minus 7. I think Tulane is going to r- come in high off that USC win in their bowl last year and South Alabama is a good Sunbelt team. I mean, they, they took, they were one win or one loss away from uh, that loss against Troy is really what decided the Sunbelt because I think either way, South Alabama or Troy, were going to beat coastal in that game. So I think it really came down to Troy, South Alabama. Yeah. But I think I just Tulane is going to come in riding high. They're going to get, they're going to win by seven or more. Yeah, I agree. That's I know I my pick technically agree. says Tulane money line, but I'm taking Tulane minus the seven. They're gonna win big. Uh, I'm on the over on this, but I could I could buy that a hundred percent. So if I, if I were a betting man, which I am not, of course, I would uh, I would take Tulane minus seven and the over. But I am I'm just gonna sit on the over for now. It's a system, which is. Yeah, the next one. Next one, I don't. I don't think we have to say too much about uh, no, B- BYU. First game in the Big Twelve is playing Sam Houston. Their first game in FBS. BYU is minus twenty three and a half. Yeah, I think. I think we just we can rapid fire these next. Uh, we can yeah, rapid fire these fire next the... next four games. Next four games. Yeah. yeah Keep those last two. Those last two. We we'll talk about those last two games at the bottom yeah, there. Yeah. But we'll rapid fire yeah. the next next four. I got BYU minus twenty three and a half. Yes, same. They're gonna win by thirty. I'm I'm gonna think. I think twenty three and a half is a little bit too high for a point spread for BYU. I think it's too much credit for them. But I'm I'm picking Sam Houston on this one. Plus twenty three and a half. I'm just taking the under on this one. All right, uh, Coastal Carolina plus five twenty-five, UCLA minus seven fifty. It's a minus sixteen and a half spread. I got Coastal covering uh, on this Wasn't one. Wasn't Coastal good last year? Why are they like? Why are they? Their yeah, coach, their coach, their coaches, their coach went to Liberty. Yeah, coach went to Liberty, and Grayson McCall was very up and down about whether he's coming back. This is a very rapid fire. Um, I, I do think Chip Kelly's going to need a game or two to get things back where they're supposed to be at UCLA. Supposedly, their replacements for DTR and Charbonnet are even better. Supposedly, yeah, I but I don't, I don't know if I believe that, um, especially after Pitt's second string uh, whooped up on them in the Sun Bowl last year. 
Yeah, I would say coastal points for yeah. sure. Coastal, 100%. Coastal with the points, oh. 16 and a half. I'd take it down to 14. 13 and a half. Yeah, 14. I wouldn't be surprised if 80 points are scored in this. I took the over 64 and a half. All right, next up, Northwestern plus 195, Rutgers minus 238. That's a Rutgers minus 6.5. Uh, 238, I'm just going to take the Rutgers money line at that one. This is just going to be an ugly game with Northwestern uh, coming like off. Yeah. The worst part about Rutgers this game is just the storyline with Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern. I think it's just going to overshadow their entire season. They will probably go one and eleven if that, and that's just going to be the case there. Yeah, um, they're both horrible teams. Yeah, they're both they're both. Greg Schiano's good coach. They're he both three well, three win max teams. Pretty much. Um, next one, uh, we wanted to go rapid fire, but I, I do have something to say on this one. This, yeah, there's uh, a little bit more on there. There's a little more here. Number eighteen, Oregon State uh, at San Jose State plus sixteen and a half. I think we're all pretty. Well, uh, never mind. I lied. I thought we were all were, were pretty. <laughs> Pretty clear that OSU minus sixteen and a half. Uh, this isn't a home game for Oregon State, but I just I'm incredibly high on Oregon State. Um, DJ Uyungle is my dark horse to win the Heisman. Last I looked, it was plus nine thousand. So uh, get your bets in on that one. I, I mean, if I was to advise people betting, which I don't advise anybody on betting, that's what I would say. Tell them. <laughs> Um, but the other part, the other part of this is Oregon State is going to win home games this year, and even though this is not a home game, this is a cupcake game for them to get the season started. Um, DJ probably only plays the first half, and will be up by twenty five points at halftime in this game. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. You think of twenty five? They pull them? No. I'm taking San Jose State plus sixteen and a half. Oh, I couldn't tell you why, but I am. Gotta be that one, huh? No, it's sharp. Sharp money's on San Jose State, but that could change. All right, we got we got two we got two big games to finish this out because we are we are on Sunday, the third of September. We have number five LSU at Florida State. This is a neutral site game in Orlando, um, so not not really neutral, but technically neutral here. Uh, Florida State is plus two and a half underdogs and a fifty six over under. I will start by saying I'm not sold on Florida State. Um, I think that this is there's a lot of because of their talks to try to leave the ACC. People are overhyping them a little too much. Um, I I just I'll take the over on this, even though the game last year I want to say would have been pretty close to well under um, by at least six or seven points. Um, I think that Brian Kelly knows what he's doing this year. LSU is going to be a tough team. I I have them predicted to go eleven and one, and this is not the one they lose. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, there's going to be points being scored. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be high scoring for sure. But I think Florida State just they got a, they got a lot of playmakers. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone's slowing down Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson's fucking six foot eight, six foot seven. I don't think anyone can cover him. I think it's going to be long balls all day, and. Uh, Jordan Travis, he, he was looking good last year. I think Florida State has a turnaround year in the ACC, um, and I think I think I, I just think they have too much talent. I know uh, Jalen Daniels is is doing good work in LSU, but I just I, I'm I'm take Florida State. I don't like them. I really don't, but I'm going to, I'm going to upset. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Justin. I'm taking Florida State plus two and a half, though I'm not taking a money line. Um, but I'm also aligned with uh, the rest of you guys on the over. I think the over is yeah pretty uh. Florida State got they got a lot of weapons. I mean yeah, it's gonna big money sharp. Yeah, they got they got a lot of talent. Yeah. Yep. Over and then how you stop six foot seven with fear? I really don't. Last, <laughs> yeah. Last game we have here is on Labor Day. September 4th, number 9 Clemson at Duke, uh, plus 12.5 underdog Duke at home with a 55 over under. Um, I think Clemson sees Florida State coming. I think that they know that that is going to be essentially their make or break game this year is going to be Florida State at home. I I, I don't think Dabo is the kind of guy that overlooks games, and in that reason, I think that he needs to, he, he's going to want to make a statement to try to keep the ACC in the college football playoff conversation. Um, part of that statement is going to be to just absolutely hammer it onto Duke. Um, Duke has Riley Leonard. That's really all Duke has going for them, in my opinion. And I don't think that's enough to slow down Clemson's offense with Will Shipley and, and Kate Klubnik. Um, so Clemson, I got Clemson minus 12 and a half and over 55. Yep. I'm with you. Minus 12. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm pull, I'm looking for the upset from Duke to at least cover twelve and a half. All right, we we got through week zero, week one. Took us a little longer. I think in the future we're going to be probably going uh, uh, quite a few less games when we're when we're splitting up NFL and college as a whole. I just wanted to take a chance to kind of really dive into college football, get a little more out there with some uh, information that was people moving around things here and there kind of get get an idea where everybody's making their picks from whether it's mitch making his big money projections dave with his trends uh, me and justin with either gut feelings or just you know trying act acting like we know ball you know sometimes that's what it comes down to um, but i think we have uh we've got a lot to go off of for our first week here um as you can t- see we uh we are definitely degenerate gamblers there's no doubt about that. Um, before we, we still before, have full-time jobs too. Yeah. So yeah, just to go, you show you the. Well, yeah. we have we have the full-time jobs to f- be able to be degenerate fun gamblers. Sport, the fun, yeah. the fun, the degenerate, degenerate gambling. If I was successful at this, I would not be working. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that that, that would be my point. Yeah, we're all still working full-time jobs. Um, full disclosure. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> If we were to really bet on these games, it was it's obviously <laughs> there's a reason why we're still working. And so we're so that that's what we have for our first episode here of the Degenerational Talent Podcast. To give you an idea, next week uh, we will be planning to do a uh, some NFL picks and previews, as well as I believe we are going to look into doing our first mock draft for fantasy football for redraft here that is going to be part of our plan um for that as well so we will see you guys next week good work